0: Well, praise the Lord and welcome to Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. We're here in the studio, Crossway Church, and I'd like to welcome everyone who's in uh, this region to come to our Friday morning Bible studies. Uh, this will be our last Bible study uh, on Friday morning this year uh, because of the next week's Thanksgiving. Uh, festivities with family and, and, and all our get-togethers and all of that uh, but uh, uh, we will be back January the 3rd beginning a new teaching on First Timothy and I'm looking forward to that. It'll be the first uh, Friday in January. So uh, just, just can't wait to get into first and Second Timothy. I've really been encouraged over the last few months with my study in that and writing commentary on first and second timothy and i do that if you're listening to this and uh you don't know i have a pastor curtis facebook page uh if you're listening if you're watching live well you're watching on that page but we also upload everything to the youtube channel curtis hutchinson 316 and the website thecrosswaychurch.com but uh, also, every morning sometime around 7, 7.30 a.m., I post one Bible verse on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page, and it's in Proverbs 29 right now, and relate that one verse to Christ and his work for us at Calvary. And on my Curtis Hutchinson Facebook page, I post one Bible verse, and right now we're in 1 Thessalonians, and how that scripture relates to Christ and his work at Calvary, which is the context of the entirety of God's Word. And so if you're not my Facebook friend, request it. I'll accept you as my friend. And uh, you can grow with us and study with us each morning on Facebook and here in the studio when we get together. And uh, we're just excited about this Thanksgiving season that's upon us. And uh, we have so much to be thankful yes. for our families, yes. our, our, our local church that we have, and wherever you might attend church. And, and we're just thankful to be able to uh, get together with God's people, uh, those of like precious faith, where we're learning to speak the same thing, be mindful of the same thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can't do that in, in a denominational versus denominational realm. That's not of God what is of God, the Bible says that we speak the same thing, we're mindful of the same thing, that way we can walk in the same path which is the path of righteousness through faith in the cross alone. We're learning that, praise God. So uh, we're praying for all those who are uh, hurting today and need a touch in their body, we'll do that. And uh, uh, Sister Brenda, uh, I won't call her last name, but she uh, supports the ministry. And, uh, and she asked for prayer so I know that you and I and we all know somebody even including our own selves that needs prayer this morning so let's take a second yes. and believe the Lord. Father we thank you for the opportunity yes. to be here this morning yes. with your word open yes. before us. I pray that you would minister yes. to us. Lord that you would speak to us for surely we live by every word that comes out of your mouth and into our hearts. Yes. We ask your touch on yes. sister uh, Brenda. Yes. We ask your touch, Lord God, on all those that need a touch from you this morning. We thank you for the miracle work and power of Jesus, the hand of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for a touch on our own bodies and in our minds, Lord, and on our families. And I pray, God, that you would do great and mighty things this morning and during this Thanksgiving holiday season, Lord God, as we're more thankful today than we've ever been for the blood of Christ that was shed for us at Calvary and your love for us to that degree to give him on our behalf. We ask for your blessing this morning upon this teaching in Jesus' name. Amen, amen and amen. Thank Praise you. the Lord. Amen. Well, we're going to get through this today. We're going to finish the book of Jude, even if I just have to read the last few, uh, few verses. But I'll try to go through it. If you got your pencils and paper, mm-hmm. uh, you'll need to take notes so you can uh, look at this later. But I'll try not to stay in one place too long because this will be our last session on the book of Jude. Even if we have to go a little bit over an hour to get it in, we might do that because I'm not really held by time this morning. Uh, So, uh, Jude uh, chapter one, which is the only chapter there is, by the way, uh, and, and this letter that's been written is a letter, as you've heard me say it all throughout this teaching, is a letter that's written to the beloved. Those who have been saved, born again, washed by the blood, they're in Christ. But it's a letter to stir us and awaken us to our surroundings and what is going on with who it's going on through. You know, the Bible says that we're to mark two different types of men. We're to mark the perfect man whose, whose end is peace. That means he's got his faith in the cross. He's shouting the way of the cross because his end is peace that Jesus made, Colossians 1.20, through the blood of his cross. And the other men that we're to mark are those who are causing divisions in the body of Christ through false doctrine, which is People who are still using God's word, but they're holding it in an unrighteous context. That means they're not using it to point you to Christ and his work at Calvary every time they open it. We're also to mark them. That means we're to stamp them as those we avoid, those we don't listen to, those we turn away from. Your New Testament tells you to do that. Mm-hmm. Paul told uh, the uh, Titus, he said, after you have... Uh, admonished a heretic two or three times, avoid them. Get away from them. Until they come back to you wanting the truth, avoid them. Stay away from them. Don't just keep arguing forever. You're wasting your time, and God says that. So, this letter is written to the beloved, us Christians, and it's more relevant today than it's ever been before, Mm -hmm. to stir us, to awaken us, Mm -hmm. to make us realize or to allow us to realize that uh, there are people who creep in among believers who turn God's grace into something that it's not. That's, that's 99% of what we know as a church today, and I hate to be that drastic, but it is that drastic. Because preachers really don't know that God's grace is God at work doing something and that if our faith is not in the cross, God can't continue to impart right. grace. That means that's God right. can't continue to do the work in our lives that that's needs right. to be done. And that's in your New Testament that's part right. of your Bible. Yes. And so uh, we we have to recognize and we can't be deceived uh, by uh, hearing uh, or reading uh, the book of Jude or hearing it taught on and just have this automatic thought that that about everybody but our church. No, my friend, whatever church you're in, there are creepers there right now. It doesn't matter where you at, who you are, there are people who don't really understand, maybe in ignorance, and maybe they're headed that way, but there are people who are not wanting this. They, they're they they're there for the wrong purpose. They don't even know they are, but they are. They've crept in, and they want a position, or they want uh, to turn the hearts of the people toward themselves. And and so th- that's what the book of Jude's about. Wake up and look around. Mm-hmm. It might be your very preacher who you have allowed to creep in among you. Your denomination may be full of creepers. Those who preach the word in an unrighteous context, uh, uh, they've crept in among us. Doesn't matter how sweet and hospitable they are. We can't be uh, duped by someone's actions Uh, because it's not the fruit of people's actions we see that we know them by their fruit. It's the fruit of their testimony. Mormons and Jehovah's Witness and, and Catholic people can be nice and sweet and hospitable. Mm-hmm. Right. We know right. them by the fruit of the word of their testimony, mm-hmm. which is the blood of Jesus yeah. for everything. Not just yeah. to get in the kingdom, yeah. and, but but to get through the kingdom. And I'm learning right now, and I'll be ministering Sunday morning, a message on grace to get in, grace to get through, and grace that even comes at the end. And you need all three or you're in big trouble. Uh, So, let's jump in this morning. Jude, here on the 22nd day of November 2019, session 17, Jude verse 20. But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, that's two different things there Mm -hmm. that he's talking about. Uh, you're, you know, you can only build upon faith. Therefore, you have to be in the faith to be, for your prayers right. to be fervent and effectual. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I know the Bible says that the prayers of a righteous man, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man, avail much. Mm-hmm. But let me say this today: your position in Christ at the right hand of the Father, because you're born again, you're Uh a child of God, that's your position. Uh But are you being led in the path of righteousness? Mm -hmm. Is your experience that God is very concerned about one of bearing forth the fruits of that righteousness, the expression of the righteous one in your life, which can only take place Mm -hmm. if your faith is in his work of righteousness at Calvary. Mm -hmm. And if that's not what our faith is in, then our prayers are not fervent and effectual because we're unstable we're double-minded it's for us it's the cross and and mm-hmm. I've been saying lately if it's the cross and that's double that's not singular you add something other than the cross for salvation, any part of salvation, you become double-minded, unstable in all your ways, and the Bible says that man cannot expect to receive anything from the Lord, therefore how can your prayers avail if you can't even expect to receive anything Mm -hmm. from the Lord? So we have to be careful with just thinking uh, that the scriptures pertain to me no matter how I'm living, or, 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 and that's what Jude is about. Mm -hmm. Just like Paul would write and say, You need to examine yourself. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say, are you still in church? Are you still in me? Are you in the faith? And Jude is, this letter is focused on you and I learning how to contend for the faith. You can't do that if you're not in the faith. Mm -hmm. And that simply means faith in the cross alone. Yes. Nothing else. So, mm-hmm. uh, But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. What do we build on? Mm-hmm. Our most holy faith mm-hmm. and praying in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to read some scripture to you. First one's 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 10. And Paul says this, According to the grace of God which is given unto me, as a wise <clears throat> master builder, I have laid the foundation and another builds their own. Mm-hmm. But let every man take heed how mm-hmm. he builds there upon. We must take heed how we build upon that foundation. The main thing is it has to be that foundation that the master builder, the Apostle Paul laid, which was relating the scriptures to us in the person and the work of Christ at Calvary. The Apostle Paul always brought it back to that, and that alone is what gives us sound doctrine, sound minds, that form of doctrine that freed us from sin and made us servants of righteousness. So, are you good this morning? Amen. The foundation is always the faith in the cross. So, what is what faith is our most holy faith? I promise you, in the church, you get 50 different answers. But I'm going to give you scripture this morning, for that's where we need to get our answer from. What faith is our most holy faith? Because Jude says... Build yourselves up on your most holy faith. And Galatians 2.20 gives us description of that. Paul says, remember, we have to look at what Paul wrote because he's the one the Lord gave the revelation of the cross. The revelation of how the church should function, the order, the way the gifts need to operate in the church. God gave all that to the Apostle Paul. So he says to the church in Galatians, chapter 2, verse 20: I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Mm-hmm. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Mm-hmm. And the life which I now live in. The flesh, talking about his body, I live by, I live by, Mm -hmm. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, Mm -hmm. let me stop. I can't stay here too long. We don't have time. But maybe your Bible says by faith in the Son of God and you had to begin believing upon Christ. But the Bible here is literally talking about the faith of Christ Mm -hmm. and what he did. Mm -hmm. By grace through faith. Mm -hmm. It is, we live by what he did by faith. Uh And the proof of that, it goes on to explain what he did, not what you did. Mm -hmm. Watch this. The life I live in the flesh now, I live by the faith of the Son of God. What did he do by that faith? Uh He loved me and he gave himself Uh for me. We're mm-hmm. talking. About, forget the translations that say that should really say by faith in Christ Jesus. No. Our our faith has to be in Christ, yes. but that means in what He did at mm-hmm. Calvary. For there, by the grace mm-hmm. of God, Hebrews two nine, He tasted death for all men by faith. Mm-hmm. See, everything is by grace through faith, even in the life of Jesus. Amen. Mm-hmm. So the, the 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 faith that's most holy is the faith of Jesus Christ, for that's the faith we live by. It's the only faith that can be built upon. Amen? Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the only thing that faith can be built upon? The foundation of the blood of the Lamb. That's it. Faith can't be built upon anything else. Faith comes when we hear the word of God in its gospel context. Mm-hmm. And I have to say that. And, and the church that is is hearing the spirit of truth today is learning this. Faith cannot come if I'm not hearing God's word That's in right. its gospel context. Here, here, here's yes. what I mean. That's right. Romans 1, 16 and 17 says that the righteousness of God is revealed from faith. To faith Mm -hmm. I can't go from faith to faith Unless the righteousness of God Is being revealed in the word of God Not just the righteousness that was Granted me upon hearing The gospel the first time But now daily God's word Being a lamp to my feet and a light To my path the spirit of truth Guiding me into all truth now I'm hearing God's word now In the context of the person And the work of Christ And he can impart that truth working that truth and I can have a love for that truth more and more and more. Amen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if my faith yes. is not in the word of God in its gospel context, hear me, most won't like it and most won't believe it but faith can't come. Mm-hmm. Faith can't come mm-hmm. unless my faith is anchored That's in right. Christ in his work at That's Calvary. Right. So the faith is the only thing that can be added to and when we talk about building ourselves up on our most holy faith, you're talking about adding. So I'll give you another scripture this morning for uh, 2 Peter one and five, and Peter says, not going to read the whole uh, text of scripture there, but he says, and beside this, giving all diligence—that means full thrust attention. Mm-hmm. I we're, listen. This is where I'm looking. This is what. This is what's. My diligence is in. Watch this. And beside this, giving all diligence add to your faith. Mm-hmm. Virtue, and to virtue, knowledge, and then it goes on to knowledge, love, love, at the only place. The only thing we have that can be added to is this measure of faith we've been given, Romans 12, 3, by what we've been given, the measure of faith. You didn't even stir up faith within your heart. Come on now. Not just grace, but faith was given to you. Mm -hmm. Amen. When you you placed, uh, let me put it the way the Bible calls it in Romans 10 and verse 10, when we believed from the heart, under righteousness Mm -hmm. the word of God in the context of Jesus and what he did at Calvary Mm -hmm. we were saved Faith came. Mm-hmm. We are saved by grace, what God did in Christ at Calvary, through the faith. Jesus did it by faith. But when from our hearts we believed that, we accepted that, you were given the measure of faith that imparted to you the very work of salvation, the very work of God's grace. Mm-hmm. And for that work of God's grace, the work of the Spirit of grace to continue in our lives, our faith must stay in the only avenue that grace can flow through. Right. Galatians 2.21 tells us that that grace brings righteousness and righteousness only comes about well righteousness only comes about through grace and grace only comes about even daily through our faith in the death of Jesus so and I'm sharing this scripture with you. But the only thing that can be added to is faith because we're told here that's what we must build ourselves up on mm-hmm. is our most holy faith. And our most holy faith is not something we can hang plaques on and, and, and get trophies for that, oh, our our faith is greater than your faith. No, listen. The, the most holy faith is the faith of Christ. Mm-hmm. And when our faith is in and and our hearts are still trusting in Him and that righteous work he provided at Calvary, then we're still growing. Mm-hmm. We're building ourselves up on our most holy faith. Remember, Paul said we live the life I live. Now I live by the faith of the Son of God. That means that's the faith we build upon. Mm-hmm. That's the faith that can be added to. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the builder. Amen. Paul's the master builder given the revelation of the cross to take it to the Gentile world and all the world actually but, and, and, and he's called the master builder because uh, he, he, he had the old covenant and, and Jesus, the, his Lord began to reveal to him mm-hmm. the new covenant mm-hmm. that which is the new and living way speaking of the veil that is the flesh of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. the way of the cross so uh, we need to understand these things. The only thing that can be added to is our faith. So think about this, guys. If our faith is wrong, mm-hmm. it can't be added to. Right, right. And I and, and I'm not being ugly, and I do not have the attitude that says we're the only one that's right, and nobody else is. That's that's foolish. But there are very few people on or in the church. That is aware that their faith, not only when they're born again, had to be in Christ and what he did at Calvary, but their faith today, right now, it can't be in anything else. Mm -hmm. It can't be the cross and, and preachers are in the pulpit by the drove telling people, Jesus did what he did, now you have to do the rest. That's not biblical. And every scripture they use is they use under a law mindset. Mm -hmm. And the Spirit of God, listen, is it Galatians 5.18 that says they that are led of the Spirit are not under the law. Mm -hmm. If you're led of the Spirit, you're under grace. That means your faith is in what Christ did at Calvary. Mm -hmm. And the Spirit of God now can lead you. In the plan of God's grace. He doesn't work under law anymore. All he does under law is reach and snatch folk out of it. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. He he don't lead folk in the law. Mm -hmm. And His, listen to me. His snatching you out from under the law is through what his son did at Calvary. Right. There ain't no other snatching nobody. Right. God ain't snatching nobody out from under law right. except through the cross. That's, right. That's it. Everybody right. else is still under it, and most of the church is... And I speak from experience. Most of the church is operating as though they're under law now. Mm-hmm. Again, the purpose yeah. of the book of Jude. Are you contending for the faith? Mm-hmm. Or are you settling with the status quo, the lukewarm? How many people will admit today and how many thousands... Literally thousands of people through the years of ministry in my life have told me our church, well, it's dead, but we're just doing the best we can. Mm-hmm. That but the, what God, the reason your church is dead is because God don't honor the best we can do. Mm-hmm. That's the that's a psychological mindset of the church. God don't honor the best you can do. He gave His Son because our best wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. That's God's best. That's the only, only avenue to accept God's best is to keep your faith in the cross of Christ. So uh, we are told here to build ourselves up on our most holy faith, and the Bible says uh, that we are to be praying in the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. praying in the Holy Spirit. Now let me read what I've got here because uh, the 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 the. the The Pentecostal, and we are Pentecostal, we speak in tongues, we've been baptized with the Holy Spirit as the book of Acts declares, hallelujah, praise God for that, the church needs that, Mm -hmm. we need that, Mm -hmm. but this is not what this is talking about, He's talking about you've got to be spirit led, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I'll show you some scriptures because that's what we have to have, praying in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Spirit, Praying in the Holy Spirit has everything to do with our prayers being according to the truth. The Holy Spirit is leading us in. Mm-hmm. Think about this: mm-hmm. if your faith is not in the cross, you're not praying in the Holy Spirit. You, you can't be praying in the Holy Spirit because, yeah, right. and I'm going to show you a scripture this morning and, and, and shock some folk but it came out. And I'm, I'm learning these things in my in, in the uh, book of Romans that I'm uh, in the middle of uh, teaching. Uh, but the the, the the charismaniacs and most of what we call Pentecostal people today think they're in the Spirit when things start going on around them or they feel a certain way. But I'll show, let's just look at Romans chapter 8 this morning. And we need to learn these things so we won't be heady and high-minded and think we're better than everybody because we've been baptized with the Holy Spirit and speak in other tongues and see the gifts of the Spirit in operation. So... Romans chapter 8, verse 9. The Bible says here in Romans chapter 8, verse 9, but you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this morning, children of God, the ones that Jude calls beloved, have you been born again? Does the Spirit of God dwell in you? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well then this scripture says you're in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. You but you step you, you were in the Spirit when you were born again. Because the Spirit of God dwells in you, mm-hmm. you're in the Spirit. Right. right. That's what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, and there's a difference, and I don't have time to go into this, but we, we're learning the difference between being in the flesh here in this scripture is, is concerning being lost. There's a difference between being in the flesh and walking after the flesh. You understand that? Christian, even those who are in the Spirit can walk after the flesh. Galatians says, if we live in the Spirit, then let us walk in the Spirit. And we could say, if we live in the Spirit, then let us pray in the Spirit. How do we live in the Spirit? Faith in the cross. So how do we pray in the Spirit? Faith in the cross. Come on now. This is kindergarten Bible teaching. If we live in the Spirit, then let us walk in the Spirit. If we live in the Spirit, then let us pray in the Spirit. Everybody okay this morning? Amen. So praying in the Spirit is praying with the Holy Spirit's help, and of course, you need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit because He can help you pray there even greater than before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you begin, when the Holy Spirit begins to utter words through you that you have no idea what you're talking about, mm-hmm. right? That heavenly prayer language, prayer language that you've been given when you were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. But we can't we can't take in the spirit uh to mean that uh we we got candles lit and a song playing, and oh I'm in the spirit. But now we do need to add something to this. Because Paul and John, I believe, both wrote phrases like, On the day of the Lord, I was in the Spirit. Uh-huh. But listen to me this morning, both of those men when they claim they were in the spirit, they received something from God that right. no man ever had That's before. Right. That's right. And and you and I don't receive that today. No. You and I do not receive no. anything today that man has not received from God before. Right. You fall into that heresy and you will be in big trouble and there are millions today who believe that? I mean, the Mormonism thinks that, well, there's, if there was prophets then, there's still prophets now. Okay, I'm with you on that. But when the prophets claim to declare something contrary to the Word of God, right. they're not a prophet of that's God. Right. Because right. the spirit right. of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. Yes, Revelation 19.10. Are you okay right. now? So I had to add that because somebody well bless God. Bible says we could be in the Spirit. If you're in the Spirit in the way that Paul and John was called in right. the Spirit, then that result of being shown something men have not been shown before, something that was worthy of being written in Scripture that you and I don't walk in that place today. Right, right. Amen, Brother Curtis. Right. So for us, being in the Spirit means we're born again. Yes. The Spirit of God dwells yes. in us. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. But you can also, because you live in the Spirit,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you have to learn what it means to walk in the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And therefore, if you learn only when you learn what it means to walk in the Spirit, faith in the cross alone can you understand what it means to pray in the Spirit. That's why much most, most prayers aren't getting acknowledged. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't like it, but listen. The prayer of a, a fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Mm-hmm. But if he's not walking with his faith in Christ and him crucified that's and being right. led in the path of righteousness, bearing forth the fruits of righteousness, that's right. Then it, listen, listen, let's keep it simple. I like to. I have to. If my faith is not in Christ and his work at the cross alone. Then I'm not walking in the spirit. And Mm -hmm. if I'm not walking in the spirit, I can't pray in the spirit. I may have a heavenly language, I may speak in tongues. Right. That's right. But if I don't know how to walk in the spirit, then I I'm not going to be able to pray in the spirit. Mm -hmm. That's right. That is right. Because again, back to Galatians. If we live in the Spirit, then let us walk in the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And because we live in the Spirit, let us pray. In the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Amen. Everybody okay? Amen. In the Spirit simply refers to through the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And the Spirit of God is the Spirit of truth.
1: Yes. And He only
0: works in my life based on what I allow Him to teach me that I will believe and follow His teaching. Mm -hmm. He will guide me into all truth, and I'll know I'm being led in truth because truth has a profound effect on anybody's life. Yes. Because truth yep. is the person of Christ yep. and the result of His work at Calvary in my life, it saved me. Hallelujah! That's right. That's right. And it will keep on saving yeah, me yeah. now from myself, from the world, from these contender, from right. these pretenders that come in the midst of us who should be contending for the faith. Mm. Yes. Amen. Mm-hmm. So, uh, verse twenty-one. Y'all ain't letting me go fast enough. Verse 21, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Mm-hmm. Now, this is, listen, this is to the beloved. This is to saved people. Yeah. Why, you, Jude, you, you, you didn't need to write this letter. It's really a waste of time. You know, I don't need to be told to keep myself in the love of God. I don't need to be told to be looking for the mercy mm-hmm. of our Lord Jesus Christ mm-hmm. unto eternal life mm-hmm. because I already have eternal life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, and that's really the mindset of Christianity. Yeah, yeah. Why should I be, be being told by Paul? Why did Paul have to tell Timothy mm-hmm. to lay hold on eternal life? He already had it. Mm-hmm. Just because you got something don't mean you laying hold on it. Right. If you get in your car, you got a steering wheel in it. If you don't lay hold on that steering wheel, you ain't gonna make it where you trying to get to. You've got to lay hold. Listen, why would, when we read scriptures like Paul saying, I'm counting everything done, counting it all off, that I might gain Christ. Listen. The typical Christian says, He already had Christ. What's going on? I, you know, well, I don't know. Let's just keep reading. Mm-hmm. You know, no, gain means He's gaining, He's increasing, and uh-huh. you're decreasing in life. More of Him and less of you. Is that the life you're living? Mm-hmm. Amen, Brother Curtis. Amen. Yeah, yeah. So, keeping yourselves. Now, notice He's already said, building yourselves up. Mm-hmm. And you know, Jesus said, You can't do nothing without Him. So this, this I know Preachers that don't know Really the truth of Christ And Him crucified They'll use scriptures like this See here brother The Bible says You've got to build yourself up <laughs> but, uh, uh, Look here brother The Bible said You've got to keep yourself And let me just add to that If they don't understand the cross They will preach works and law yeah. And bind the people to flesh And the only thing that can come Is corruption and destruction. Yeah. But if you understand that keeping yourselves and yeah. building up yourselves mm-hmm. is all really speaking of mm-hmm. positioning yourselves right. where you're supposed yeah. to walk. Right. What right. you're supposed to be believing. Mm-hmm. You can't build yourself up if your faith is not in the very foundation that God laid in Christ for you to be built up upon. You can't keep yourself in the love of God if your faith is not in what God did to let you see the love of God. 1 John 4, 9 and 10, both those verses talks about in this, in there, is the love of God manifest in that He loved us and gave His Son. Unless our faith is in the cross, our faith is not biblical and it can't work by love. Remember... The faith we have and we live by is the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave himself for us. Loved us and gave. Mm -hmm. It took both because that faith wouldn't have been legitimate if it wasn't working by love, Galatians 5, 6. Faith works by love. Mm -hmm. That's why the Bible says we live now by the faith of the Son of God who loved us Mm -hmm. and gave himself for us. And if our faith is not in the cross alone, and most of the church thinks their faith is in the cross, but they've added a bookload of stuff to it, then they don't understand why things aren't working. And so they just have to start faking it and making things work. And there are seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, and our flesh all teaming up together. And that's why they've told me through the years, oh, if you ever come to our church... Oh, you'll feel something. You'll never go back to your church. Let me tell you something. If you're not pointing me to Christ, I'm scared of what you're feeling. Amen. If you're not pointing me to the cross of right, Christ, right. I'm scared of what you're feeling. Right. And that's what's gotten most of the church right. in, the, in the in the the spiritual part of the church. And what I mean by that is the Pentecostal and those charismatic folks mm-hmm. that, oh, you ought to feel this. And let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. feel the presence and the moving of God. But the, the, but the devil has seducing spirits. Doctrines mm-hmm. of devils. That give you the feeling you're looking yeah. for. That the devil's good at what he does. It's bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So, Amen. Uh, so think about that. That you know the church says that I've already got eternal life. Why do I need to be? You know, you know. Why do I need to lay hold? I already got it. Really, if you think about it, that was my back. here I never said that and thought it in the front of my mind, but it was always in the back of my mind all those years. I read the Bible. You know well. Uh, I already know Jesus. Mm -hmm. I already know he died for me. Mm -hmm. What what else do I need to know? Mm -hmm. Well, that's it. You know, I didn't say this, but, well, I guess I know it all now. Mm -hmm. But Jesus is on every line in the Bible because he said the scriptures are about him. I hope we can get that and understand that. So keeping ourselves in the love of God Right will always have us looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Let me give you a scripture you can write down while we're moving fast this morning, but Titus chapter 2 verse 12 is listing there, Titus is listing there, uh, or or Paul writing to Titus there, or however that goes. uh, 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 Sorry, but uh, what's being written there is that we are looking, Titus, we're looking Grace has us looking for the appearing of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let's just look over there. I got a minute I'll, I don't really have a minute but <laughs> Titus 2:12 teaching us Titus 2:12, Paul wrote this to Titus and Titus chapter 2 verse 12 says, let's back up to verse 11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared unto all men, teaching us. Hold it right there. Mm-hmm. The, grace mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the grace of God that brings salvation is what teaches us. The grace of God that brings salvation is what is teaching us to deny godliness and worldly lust that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Listen, the grace of God that brings salvation is the same grace that causes us to be looking, verse 13, for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing mm-hmm. of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Now think about that. Mm-hmm. And here in, in here in Jude, in, in verse 21, he says... Keep yourselves in the love of God. Here's the result of it. Looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Man, if you don't understand the way of sanctification being the way of the cross and that you had grace that got you in and it'll be grace that carries you through while you're in and if you if you continue, there'll be a, a grace that comes to you. Take a note this morning, 1 Peter 1.13, there'll be grace that the Bible says it comes to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ at the end. There's grace you got to get in. There's grace you have access to to walk in while you're in to run this race to the finish line. And if you finish, for those who finish, which won't be everybody, but those who finish hold, holding fast their confidence, <clears throat> uh, their their confidence of hope until the end. Those who don't turn away from the cross but cling to Christ and His work there, there will be a grace that comes to them at the end, at the revelation of Jesus. So when the Bible here says in Jude 20, uh, verse 21, keep yourselves in the love of God simply means keep yourself in the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, I can't love you if I'm not living. And I live by the faith of the Son of God that loved me and gave himself for me. And if I will keep my faith properly, I can, I can walk in the love of God, keep myself there. Remember, it's about positioning yourself, contending for the faith, being on guard, aware of what's going on around you so you're not seduced and led away through the lust of your own flesh into something that has an appearance of faith, but it's not faith. Mm-hmm. And we just should go around doing good deeds for everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do they call it, kind acts of uh, acts of kindness. Uh, just uh, you know, you're in Walmart and you pay for somebody's groceries, and praise God, I hope somebody does that for me next time <laughs> I go. But listen, God ain't honoring none of that if it's not in the faith, and that means right. faith in the cross alone. Right, right. So, are we all right this morning? Amen. He said. So, uh, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. The typical Christian says, I've already got mercy. Mm-hmm. I've already got eternal life. Mm-hmm. But the Bible here says, looking for it. Yeah. Uh-huh. That means the experience. Day. I need the mercy of God again right. today. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I Listen, I need the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto the experience. Yeah. Now, I need... The experience of life. If I don't have it, then I'm just a, a fuddy-duddy and, and, and going through the motions and I've been taught I just God left us here to do the best we can. That's not biblical. I can lay hold on eternal life. I can experience the mercies of the Lord Jesus Christ today. I can experience the grace of God today. More than a church service, more than a song, mm-hmm. more than a Bible study, I have access to the Lord Himself, His grace and His mercies. Mm-hmm. Praise God Amen. for that. He says in verse 22, And of some have compassion, making a difference. And that word difference means, here we are back to being alive, alert, and aware of what's going on around us. It means a distinction. Mm -hmm. You have to learn to make a distinction. Mm -hmm. When you learn to make the distinction, and by the way, you cannot until you come back to faith in the cross alone. There God gives you eyes to see that which is right, and that which is not right, that which is good, and that which is evil. But even in that place, he does not want us walking around sledgehammering people in the head that are wrong. He just wants us simply to declare the truth. Simply to declare the truth because only in the truth can those be snatched out of the fires of the flesh or the fires of hell that they're in. So Mm -hmm. he says, and of some have compassion, Mm -hmm. making a difference, making Mm -hmm. a distinction. Mm -hmm. The instruction here of Jude now begins as to what status these distractors may be in. Mm -hmm. The phrase making a difference is referring to making a distinction. Mm -hmm. You you can't make that distinction. I remember a few years ago before I retired from my job that I worked at for half my life, I began to. I said something about Mormonism one day, and because this woman who wasn't a Mormon but had re- close relatives in her family that were Mormon, she immediately said, no, "I don't want to hear any of that. I don't want to hear any of that." Mm-hmm. You you know what you know what the heart says to God. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's not just words to me, shut up and go, and oh, I don't want to God. hear about it. That's the heart telling God, I don't want to be warned about anything that's wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm an ostrich. I'll just stick my head right. in the sand. Yeah. God's going to honor whatever they believe, just like he's honoring whatever I believe. Well, let me tell you that's something, right. folks. Right. With yeah. a broken heart this morning, hell's full of those. Um. Hell is full of those. They were nice they worked, they provided for their kids, they had food on the table clothes on their back. Man they were upstanding citizens in the community but they never would accept Christ and what he did at Calvary as the only answer God gave from heaven. When they died they did not go to heaven unless they accepted that way before they died. And when you tell a preacher or any other Christian to be quiet who's trying to warn about that which is Faults so that what is right can be seen. You're not just talking to a preacher, you're telling God in heaven from That's your right. heart, I don't want to know, yeah. I don't want to hear this yeah. because I know you honor whatever we believe. Hmm. Right. So, see, many million billions That's right. have billions have died and gone to hell because they thought God would just honor whatever they believed. But the Bible right. is a very narrow path. Right. Jesus said it's so narrow there will be few that find it. What's that mean? Hmm. It's not that they didn't have it offered to them. It's that they just wouldn't accept That's it. Right. It's like Oprah Winfrey says, the dumbest thing a man could ever believe is that there's only one way to God. And she has millions of followers. Oh, boy. In her spiritual words, She has millions of followers. Because the flesh wants to think. That's right. That's the flesh. But it's not just flesh, it's seducing spirits, doctrines of devils. Right. Lord Jesus. That's why the movement all over the world, but even getting stronger in our nation, to where the country is about halfway split. Mm -hmm. Is a movement to snuff out Christians, to snuff out our voice. Why? Because there's convict, I don't That's care right. how right. lost That's you right. are. You know there is a God, yes, sir. And in our nation, you're hearing yes, the sir. only way to that God. Right. That brings forth a hatred in the mm-hmm. hearts mm-hmm. that really is a hatred that turns into a literal murdering mm-hmm. of people. Mm-hmm. Unless and the same truth mm-hmm. that led God's people out of Egypt. Mm -hmm. is the same truth that hardened Pharaoh's heart and wouldn't believe even up until death. He just wouldn't believe. Mm -hmm. The same truth that'll break a man's heart and lead him to repentance. Mm -hmm. That same truth will make a man more rebellious against God than you and I can imagine. But it's the truth that does it all. Mm -hmm. So... Mm-hmm. the distinction between those who are caught up in the false doctrine but who are looking for truth and those who are no longer, who no longer will receive sound doctrine and truth. There is a difference and sometimes we just don't know which which one they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you can be as rebellious as rebellious can be today and saved and contending for the faith tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. Amen. That's the right. truth. But I, am but... Unless they're preaching this message, they're not going to preach in this pulpit. Amen. I don't bring people to our church to preach, hoping they'll learn the message of the cross. But how can they if they're the ones preaching and they don't know it? Mm -hmm. They can only learn as they hear us preach and teach. So let's put that foolish thought. uh, Don't put it anywhere. Let's light it up, burn it up, and get it out of here. So uh, Jude verse 23, trying to make it through this this morning. And others save with fear. Mm -hmm. Well, see, you know, you got folks who use that and say, well, see, there, you do save people. No, you don't save people. You give them that which does save. Because there's not a name in heaven or or under heaven Mm -hmm. uh, other than that of Jesus Mm -hmm. that can save. Mm -hmm. And and the name of Jesus speaks of who he is and what he did at Calvary. So, and uh, he's already said, some have compassion, making a distinction, though, Mm-hmm. Make the distinction. You have compassion on those who aren't really sure. You have compassion on those who really, uh, they're not rebelling against it. They just, you know, they haven't made their mind. They're just not sure. Make a distinction, but a difference between those and others, save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, mm-hmm. hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Mm-hmm. Now, I believe... That here, he's talking, in this group of people, he's talking about Christians. Because the only way your garment can be spotted by the flesh, number one, first of all, you've got to have a garment. And if a garment is clean and the only thing that can spot it uh, that spot it up and stain it up is the flesh, that means it's a righteous garment. Mm -hmm. And if we can this morning, while we still got a little time, uh, let's turn over and look at Revelation chapter 3 verse 4. I've been referring to this church of Sardis for several months now as the Lord has brought this into our ministry through this ministry in a profound and very special way and given us uh, the church at Sardis to look at uh, and those who are allowed the Holy Spirit to deal with them from the book of Jude and Galatians and other places in the word of God about contending for the faith are going to see that the church in Sardis is a paramount portion of scripture for the last day, really at all the church at all times to look at because the church in Sardis had a name that they were alive. Biggest town, biggest sign in town, biggest reputation in the region. A church alive worth the drive. Oh, they had it going on. They had a name that they were alive, but Jesus tells that church they're dead. He goes on to tell them you need to repent and come back to the place of hearing and receiving. That tells me they weren't hearing the Lord, they weren't receiving of the Lord, and that tells me it's because their faith is no longer in Christ and Him crucified. And when we move our faith from there, we no longer are walking in a place where we can hear God except repent and come back to your first love. And this church is warned that if they will overcome, repent, come back, overcome, then their names won't be blotted out of the Lamb's Book of Everlasting Life. Now that is scary to me when the blood-bought, spirit-filled church can be warned of their names being blotted out. Now, I understand the heresy uh, that, that the devil uses greatly today of this once saved, always saved. It's very unbiblical. They don't have any leg to stand on in the Scripture based on that except that nobody can uh, pluck you out of the hand of God. Absolutely, that's Scripture, but you can walk right out of the hand of God. Galatians 1, 6, Galatians 5, 1 through 4, Revelation. Um, Romans chapter 11, uh Where we are here in Revelation chapter 3, a warning to the church. Now, they'll turn all this in to there must have been lost people. Listen, if your name can be blotted out, Mm -hmm. that means it was written in. It's Mm -hmm. got to be written in before it can be erased out. Mm -hmm. Come on now. Let's stay in kindergarten. Let's go just don't let's forget about the traditions of our heretical forefathers who didn't have everything right, praise God for what they had right, but let us move outside the parameters of what they had wrong. Can you grow today? Can you believe God's word today in spite of what your daddy and granddaddy thought? Or will you just cling to daddy and granddaddy? That'll kill you, my friend. So Revelation chapter three, verse four says, You have a few names even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments. Meaning somehow, remember, among those that are Christians and dead, there's some that have not yet defiled their garments. Mm -hmm. And they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. But what makes them worthy Mm -hmm. is what that garment represents. The righteousness of Christ. The work of Christ at Calvary. The avenue for us to have a robe of righteousness. His righteousness, might I add. His fruits daily. But you and I, Jude writes here, others save with fear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That means preaching the truth with fear and trembling. They're not going to like it, everybody. Some are going to throw rocks at you. Some may carry you out and hang you on a pole, dip your whole family in tar, light you and use you as street lights in the city. But keep telling them the truth. With fear and trembling, save them, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. Here's where we can get the the saying that God loves the sinner but he, but, 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 but he hates the sin mm-hmm. and God loves his child but God hates a tainted spotted robe of righteousness mm-hmm. come on now mm-hmm. we're talking about experience right. and the church has been confused and not known the difference between position and condition here experience now and your experience experienced now you're not saved by what you do or don't do you're saved by grace through faith but if you reach a place to where you you're no longer living by grace through faith, your faith has become shipwrecked. And I'll say what I've said for years: if you're justified by faith in the blood, what are you if your faith is no longer in the blood? Mm-hmm. Right. Very simple for the Bible believer. Amen. Amen. So. And others, say with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. Mm-hmm. The mission of those who are spiritual, which are those who are walking in sound doctrine, mm-hmm. is to, by faith with fear, to pull some out of the fires of destruction while hating the very garments that have become spotted. That means we don't turn away from backslidden Christians. We still preach the truth to them. Mm-hmm. That means we don't kick them out, but we with fear and trembling reach into that fire they're in and pull them out. Remember when Moses came down off the mountain? He didn't have a 30-day theological seminar. He just said when he saw the golden calf and an altar they built before it in their attempt to manipulate God who cannot be mocked, Moses just said one thing. Who's on the Lord's side? Because they already were convicted And only the Levites came out Of that fire of destruction mm-hmm. Think about it mm-hmm. Amen Not, The rest of them didn't come out The rest of them clung to that golden calf Even though p- their families went back in there With swords to kill them That still didn't bring them out mm-hmm. Letting go of my golden calf mm-hmm. I'll die in this religion Well you will The garment is that of righteousness. The spots show that our garments can be defiled. We read it in Revelation 3, 4. Now for the encouragement for the mission. Now Jude writes, the very end of the letter, the encouragement we can have to be contenders for the faith, to stand in the grace of God no matter who else falls, no matter who else quits. We can keep walking in the Spirit, faith in the cross, Living in love, reaching for those who are lost, reaching for those who turned away from the only thing that keeps our our garments unspotted, which is the righteousness of Christ through faith in what he did to give it to us. Mm -hmm. The next scripture is used in many different ways, but its true context is that of the good soldier in the offensive movement. Not that the church for too long has just been on the defensive. I'm not even telling them I'm saved unless they make me mad. Then I'll tell them where I go to church and you know and all my preaching. Now, you know how Christians have been. They're not on the offense looking for somebody to share the word with. They won't share it until somebody says something negative about their preacher or their church or maybe even what they believe. They done made me mad. Now I'm going to tell them what I believe today. Well, you should have been telling them yesterday what you believe. Mm-hmm. The church needs to step up to the offensive movement. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's true. The offense, instead of being on defense, and defense does speak of contending for the faith, being on guard, but with an offense. Mm-hmm. Not always defense. Not just always guarding, but going after that. Taking the ground away from the devil he's had for centuries. Right, right. Yes. So uh, verse 24 says, Now unto him... Mm-hmm. See, at the end of his letter, he's going to revert back to the one that can make this all possible. Mm-hmm. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. That means you can fall if you don't let him keep you. Right. Oh, hallelujah. You can fall if you don't let him keep you. But if you let him keep you, that that means you can reach in and snatch folk out the fire preaching the message of the cross Mm -hmm. to them. That means you'll have eyes to know who wants to hear it and who don't. And you'll be able to have the power of the Holy Spirit to avoid turn away from those who only have a form but denying the power of God. You'll have the wisdom. You'll have the discernment. It only comes with faith in the cross by the Holy Spirit so now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy amen Amen. the Christian think if I start being doing what Jude talks about man I ain't going to be happy no you're going to be happier than you ever been Mm -hmm. Exceeding joy. A joy that's, meant it's, it's, it's exceeding joy. Mm-hmm. The Lord is able to keep us from falling, but this reveals we can fall. Mm-hmm. If we learn how he keeps us, we can learn to walk and not fall. A couple scriptures before I quit today, and then we'll read the last verse. 1 Peter one 5 we we're talking about kept from falling. He can keep you from falling. And the word literally means Stumbling. Because Christians bad about saying, well, I might stumble, but I'm not going to fall. Listen, that word falling here, what we're about to read in 1 Peter, it means stumbling. I challenge you to look it up. You'll see I'm telling the truth. The Bible says here in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 5, talking about the people of God, we are kept by the power of God. That's the Holy Spirit, yes, but the power of God is defined in the Bible by the preaching of the cross mm-hmm. is the power of God. Right. That means that's what enables the Holy Spirit to, to immerse you into the body of Christ, to encourage, strengthen, give you wisdom, discernment, all based on your faith and the cross alone. He's able to keep, we're kept by the power of God. Watch this now, it's not over Through faith. Watch this, Now it's not over. Unto salvation. Mm -hmm. The experience of God's saving grace through what He did in His Son at Calvary is always the experience of His keeping power. Through faith. We're kept by the power of God through faith. Unto salvation. Mm -hmm. Ready to be revealed in the last time. One more. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 10. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 10. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. Because if you do these things you shall never fall. Mm-hmm. You might get slapped upside the head. Mm-hmm. You, you might be under attack. Your flesh may be tempted. You may be going through a trying time. But the Bible says if you'll make your calling and election sure mm-hmm. to you, you'll never fall. The word there means stumble. You'll never stumble. Think about that. That a lot could be said about that. But what if, if I make my calling and election sure to me? That means if I'm daily reminded that I was called by God through the gospel of His Son, Jesus Christ, I heard. That means what He did for me at Calvary. And He elected me. That's how He called me through what He did in Christ at Calvary. And that's that grace that was afforded me there, That's that's how I've been elected into the family of God. I'm not working or running for election. I've already been elected by grace through believing upon Christ and His work for me at Calvary. Amen. Right. But and as long as I'll keep my faith right. there, right. God will be able to keep me. He don't just keep me anyway. If He did, He wouldn't have needed to tell the church in Sardis they were dead and had the and had the the the, the warning against not having their names blotted out. If we're just kept, that we're just kept, then we don't need a lot that's written in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Right. But we're kept by the power that's of right. God. Through faith unto salvation. Yeah. There's no salvation in any experience that's outside that's right. of faith in the cross. Right. So that speaks and reveals the faith that God keeps us by. Okay, the very last verse of Jude. To the only wise God, our Savior. Amen. God as Savior to mm-hmm. us. God that became a man and became our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, through what he did at Calvary, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. amen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And amen. amen. <laughs> Ended his letter yeah. with praise to God. Mm-hmm. Glory to God. Because that's who's getting all the glory. And he gets glory when we contend for the faith. When we recognize that which is false and not in some mean, obnoxious way, do we go after people? We just keep telling the truth and pointing out what is false. Mm -hmm. If we don't point out what's false, and sometimes we have to call ministers by name because, as I said earlier, we mark them. That means we point to them. I'm marking them. They're causing divisions in the body. They're not using God's Word to point to the one in His work the one that was that told us the word is about him. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Hadn't it been a wonderful I, teaching I, on the book yeah. of Jude? I've yeah. been ble- You'll find all the lessons, all the sessions on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. Please share these messages. Please pray for us, and you can sow as easily as texting on your smartphone to 903-231-5950 and as well on the website. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you back here January the 3rd, the first Friday morning in January to begin our teachings on 1 Timothy. And as always, until then, stay determined to amen. know absolutely nothing yes. but Christ and Him crucified. I, amen. God bless you. Amen. Well, I sure hadn't thought about I, I don't